cliffcentral.com Aha! Good morning, everybody! It's Friday, the weekend is here, and I hope you're ready for a good one. Hello, Simpue. Good morning, Gareth. You look fresh and happy to be alive and oh, full of the joys yes. of summer. Mm. And even rocking shorts. I love it. I am very happy. It's pay weekend. Like, khumanati, khumanati. January oh, is shit. officially over. January is dead, right? It's gone. We can forget <laughs> about it. Uh, the first uh, paycheck has come in and I'm very happy. Good. Uh, even though it's going to be short-lived, but hey. <laughs> no, I know. You like look at it and you go, mm, yeah. I make this stretch. <laughs> but anyway. All right, listen. We all got that problem. Nobody's immune. No one. So, got a lot to do today. Oh, it's a stretch. Oh. Right, oh. it's a stretch. <laughs> so, Simpiwe took the piss out of me because I printed something. So, mm-hmm. this is like some stuff for the show. You can see it's like not very small font. Mm. But then I printed this thing afterwards. That's massive. And it's much bigger. So, she's like, what can't you read anymore, old man? <laughs> so, like. I didn't look at it before I printed it, what font size it was. Yeah, you're pulling those stunts that our grandmothers did where the paper's right here and you're like, hmm? Well, hmm? have you seen these these people who like when they pull up their phone, these old people, and they go, they go right up to it like this. Yeah, yes. They- <laughs> can you see? Like, you can see their nostrils and yeah, uh, yeah. you can just see always, everything. It's always from the bottom up, so you have to look right up their nose. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. they're always, and then they're just like, during lockdown, all the politicians who'd never used a camera before, done FaceTime or anything, oh suddenly they, they were like, it was right under their chins and under their nose, looking right up. In, I mean, it's the worst angle. You know, in, in cinema, they call it like monster angle, monster mm-hmm. lighting. So it's where they, where they get you from below. So it makes you look ominous and scary. And I mean, these politicians already look ominous and scary, if you ask me. Not a good look for them. Not at all. But we got a lot to talk about this morning. Um, I, I've, I did the most awesome interview last night. Um, the guy plays Eric Forrester in Bold and the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a cool guy. Is he cool in real life? He's, he, well, he's, he's 79 years old. Ooh, he's, darling, he's old. <laughs> he's been on that show for 37 years. That is uh, that character. Is I grew in, up watching the Bold I and the know, Beautiful. I know, me too. Like, me too. And I'm like, <laughs> your, I'm not your generation. Oh, that show had our grandmothers at a chokehold. Grandmothers, Brooke. everybody. I used to get home from Who? school, and you know, my brother was always like very conscientious. He'd go and do his homework and shit. He's three years younger than me. I'd I'd sit there in front of the TV for at least an hour watching mindless shit like Bold and the Beautiful, right? So it would sort of some of it would seep in. Like I knew who the foresters were and I knew who the the other families were and kind of how people were related, but I wasn't really like a fan fan. But I realized when I was talking to him how much I knew about the show just by osmosis. Mm-hmm. Just by sitting there and it's on in the background. Because I would pretend to be doing homework, but I'd be sitting in front of the TV like every other kid in the world. Yeah, boy. Oh, we but, learned a lot from Brooke. But that's sh- Brooke Logan. Brooke Logan. Now she <laughs> and she. So the woman who plays Brooke Logan, Catherine Kelly Lang, and the guy who plays Eric Forrester, John McCook. They've been on the show from day one. Sure, they're so, us. 
They did. They, they raised us. They, they honestly like, raised us. Like I, it's a, it's an amazing story. I so, view relationships the way I do, thanks to those what right. four of them: the right. Foresters and Brooke Logan. <laughs> JP says on the old people thing, my pops has a desktop icon that takes up a third of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, um, I saw an old lady the other day on the plane. She was like, "Yeah." Like, Phone's right up here, and I'm like, babe, you know, I think that blue light's bad for me, but I'm holding it over here. I'm not holding it right there, so poor you. With the squinty. Hey, look what I got. Um, A so, Stanley Cup. Someone who uh, we will be familiar with on the show, Tracy from Turvest, decided that she needed to, because I was being rude about Stanley Cups and how stupid I find the whole thing, remember? Mm-hmm. She's like, you need one of these. So it's actually a red, I mean, it's that's a cool size, and I, I think this is perfect for... You know, if you've got a coffee or a water, because I don't drink those big mugs of anything. Yeah, you like it. Look at yours. No, mine is gigantic. It's not. It's you know, it could be bigger. Double the volume of this. Um, All I'm saying, it's not the one that the girlies are going crazy over. The house fries, the mummies. Yeah, but um, it's a great cup. I was like so impressed. I was like, you have a Stanley cup. And since Mm. we are talking about Stanley cups, Gareth, there's a Stanley cup. I knew it wouldn't take long. Happening. What in South Africa? I think so. So I got oh, sent a link. Um, someone was like, oh, girl, oh, the no. Stanley Cups are on sale. And I was like, say less. So I click on the link. It's like one day only. It went from like 500 and something to 60 bucks. Mm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my dreams are going to come true. Until your I dreams. <laughs> Let's just, just hold on a second. Let's just be realistic here. Not, if your dreams are tied to 60 red Stanley Cup, I think your life is going to be a short one and you'll have achieved most of your goals by the age of 10. Don't judge me, Gareth. It's the little <laughs> things in life that make me happy, okay? All right, all right. So I'm like, my dreams are going to come true. I'm going to be a Stanley girl. Whoa! And then, I don't know, but a voice in me was like, just check the URL. Yeah. Just, yes. just, you know, this looks a bit too good to be true. Right. And when I did that, I noticed that, oh, no, it's not the legit one day only. Mm -hmm. And I then decided to go on the official one day only website just to find out that, no, it is not true. People want your money. People want your money. Now, (sighs) I told you. I almost fell for it. I told you uh, there's that grand piano that someone was going to give me Mm -hmm. last week. Yeah, I found out that was bullshit. Just everybody be on your toes in 2024. All right. Mm hmm. Let's not do a Lebang and get caught up. <laughs> oh, can, can I also just brag for Lebang? Like, mm, um, she she dropped a TikTok video about like uh, covering school books, right? Oh yeah, but with the sixty sixty the packets that she yes. had lying oh, around. Oh, brilliant. Right? Oh. That video has basically gone viral. It's like over 6 million views. Uh, and all the parents are like, this is such a great idea. I'm going to get my kids to cover their books you know with what? this. And I was like, there you go, super mom. Like, Lebang is doing the thing she, she's instead our, of being she's scared. Super mom. No, she's brilliant. <laughs> and um, you should follow her if you aren't already because she's got some good stuff on mm-hmm. there. Air fryers have been taken over by Stanley Cups. Yeah, well, that's about right. <laughs> Yeah, and the fake ones are made of asbestos, says Slippery Pickle. <laughs> and then Carl says that my Stanley Cup is so small. Nice color, though. Small penis energy. <laughs> That's what you... I don't know. This is like 250 mils, which is what you should be drinking. I don't understand those people who... I don't know where the craze started, but they have a cup that's like a bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like half a liter to a liter of liquid. If you're drinking a liter of coffee, you know it's going to be cold by the time you're halfway through anyway, first of all, because you you cannot be drinking it at more than 100 degrees Celsius. It'll be boiling. Mm-hmm. 
and you won't be able to get it into your mouth. So just if you do the time over uh, temperature over time curve, you'll know that by the time you get halfway through, that other half is going to start getting cold very quickly, which is so unpleasant. Who drinks cold coffee? Um, some people. Some people do. Sis. <laughs> Don't not civilized. Don't don't judge Mm-mm. people. Don't don't. I think this is how they're trying to get their water intake. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the like the big, oh, the big mugs. Those big mugs. And, I, no, I'm if also. If you give me a mug like that, like even this coffee cup that I was drinking from just now, um, I'll always leave like a quarter, the bottom. Oh yeah, I, I have the I'm same bad habit. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't finish it. It's, it's like yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how big the cup Mm-mm. is or small. I always leave just, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm and good, there's always some. You. There's like the dregs, the powder at the bottom from yeah, the I'm coffee like, or good, whatever. Thank you. Know? you. Um, I yeah, don't. Thank you. Mm, yeah. Thank you. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you weren't scammed. That's good news. No, I, I wasn't. And for all the other Stanley South African girlies, you're not going to get a Stanley cup for 60 bucks. Please don't Very fall good. for that because I almost did. Very good. And um, yeah. Okay. So as I said, we've got a lot to get through. So Ben will be joining us just now. We'll take a look at some sport with super bets. That's coming up. Yes. Uh, he wants to talk about a bunch of things. See, Ben's got a whole agenda for us this morning. Of course. He's like the world, what? World amateur or best amateur golfer in South Africa. So, of course, he, he has a lot to, to share. Well, he's a winner. And and we love winners on this show. Yes, I mean, we, we do. We are, are taking the piss out of Ben Stop the moment he actually Oh, won. yes. I was like, kudos you know? to you. This is a real competition now. I think we're consistent. Yes. I think give us some Props, we're consistent. We will be horrible to you until you start winning, and then we will stand in awe. Yes, it's right. like Bafana Bafana. They like won. Yeah, we, we're not going to be beating up on them. No, for a little while. Yeah, until they lose, and <laughs> they were like, "Ah, we always knew it." Ah, you're ah. We are as fickle. <laughs> yeah, we're as fickle as like a high school relationship. That's what we are. Yeah, at least we keep it real. We keep it honest. So, yeah. hey. Yeah. All right, so uh, people are talking about uh, Brendan Kavanaugh's piano incident with the CCP. I don't know what this is. Steve, help me understand this. This is something I don't know anything about. I'd be very, very interested to hear what the hell that's and, about. Yeah. Um, okay, and then, so, so I found out some interesting things this week. Mm-hmm. First of all, They've done the maths. They worked out. It's not like they to do complicated equations for this. But Bill Clinton was inaugurated as U.S. president 31 years ago. Okay. Okay? And he's still younger today than the two candidates who are going to be going up against each other in the 2024 presidential election. And one of them is Donald Trump. Bill Clinton was president (laughs) 31 years ago. Just get that into your head. And these two are older than him now. What the hell? Right? What the hell? Can we have an age limit when it comes to uh, politics sure. across the world? Definitely. Like, just like how in business, oh, once you're over for the sure. age of 65, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you need to go retire because your mind can't really use you. We need to have the same idea when it comes to mm-hmm. politicians. Like, mm, you're 60. Mm, yeah. No, no, no. You're not going to make a great candidate. No, not at all. Sure. Yeah, that's a hell of a number. Uh, and then we've got to talk later on, remind me, about Scrotox. What? Wait, what is yeah, Scrotox? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, what is that? You're going to want to know. Just hang on for that, okay? <clears throat> and I've got some interesting updates. You know, I've always uh, thought that Julio Iglesias is one of the greatest people who've ever lived. Yes. Uh, because he's supposed to have had sex with 5,000. 
thousand women during the course of his life. Now it must be up to six thousand, even though he's an old, old, old ass man now. Um, but Julio Iglesias, who I, I had the fortune of meeting once, Ooh. yeah, and I, I asked him for some advice. I said to him, you know, uh, you, you've obviously got a, a way with with people and a way with women. Do you want to share that with me? Do you want to give me some tips? And he was very like, you know, fatherly stroke, grandfatherly fatherly about it. He's like, well, my son, uh, you know. And he has this voice and you're like, uh, there's nothing you have that that I have. So the, the, we don't overlap in that way. He's got this Mediterranean thing going. Mm-hmm. The guy is aged like fine wine. He sings those songs with a huge amount of echo on them. And women just like that. They yes. just, they just... They swoon when they see him. Yes, it feels so like I he's serenaded. It's not in his head; it's in his uh, whole the whole vibe around the man. Mm. Anyway, we've got some stories about him that have Ooh. have rather, let's just say, mitigated my worship of the man. Ooh. Not that I was really worshiping, but I thought he was pretty cool. Uh, now I'm, I'm not so sure. You just like maybe he's eh. just an average Joe now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, we're gonna have to get to all of that just now. Ooh. So much exciting stuff. Okay. Uh, I still can't believe you haven't spoken about Hannah Stratum and Paul O'Sullivan. It's a movie waiting to be made. Okay, so listen, I am not on the internet all day. It's part of the reason that I'm in a good mood. Yes. So many days of the week. If I were caught up in the news cycle every day, and I especially don't pay attention over weekends, I'd go nuts. So you have to fill me in. Like I help uh, bring you information about Julio Iglesias. You have to fill me in on like what's going on in the news. <laughs> Simpiwe brings the Stanley Cup information. You need to tell us some stuff as well. So it's a two-way street, all right? It's I don't know all these stories. give and take. No, I this. <laughs> so apparently um, back to that other story that I asked about. The um, the Kavanaugh guy. Mm-hmm. So apparently what happened was this guy plays piano at a train station and the Chinese CCP, that's a communist party, tourists forced him to stop filming and the cops were called. Ooh. Jesus. And then Greg wants us to look up the Stellenbosch Ku Klux Klan. Wait, what? Sweet Jesus. This is a lot of information for a Friday. Look, I'm a bit... Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure if this is the direction the show should be going today, but hey, hmm. let's. Okay. Stellenbosch. Stellenbosch Ku Klux Klan. That's uh, inside Stellenbosch University's House of Horrors. This is a News 24 story, so take it with a pinch of salt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So apparently there's a punishment room. Oh, I have to subscribe, and I refuse to pay mm-hmm. News 24. So I'm not going to read that. You're going to have to tell me. Okay, so See, again, exists. like if you put a paywall up in front of me for something like that, that I don't even care about that much, you can bring it to me. I'm, I'm not going to go and look for it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so do some research about this Hannah Stratum thing. See if you can do an interview with the lead investigator from Carte Blanche. It's fucking hectic. Okay, so I'll have to do some work there myself. You're not helping me at all, Carl. Hmm. Great. Uh, damn it, Gareth. Tell us what Scrotox is. All right. Yes. Okay. Take okay, wait, 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 wait. So... I am. I'm, I'm ready. All right. So <laughs> give it to me. I was kind of hoping to save this for when Ben came, but it's all right. So scrotox is the name of the procedure where Botox is injected into the testicles to give them a fuller, younger look. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. First of all, let's Whoa, just. Let's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. There's a lot to take in here. First of all, uh, I think we've discussed a lot on this show how nobody on 
planet Earth ever goes nice balls. Ever. Sure. They're not there's nothing nice about them. There's nothing they're not made to be aesthetically pleasing. And I've never met any person, woman, man, animal, who's ever said I'm really, really absorbed and, and, and into and attracted to balls. No one ever said that. Mm-hmm. Balls are a part of the package. If you're a guy, it's just part of what you got. But nobody's focused, hyper-focused on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who can remember, even if, if you had to, as a guy, if you had to draw your own balls on a picture, <laughs> all right, you wouldn't know what to – it probably wouldn't bear any relationship to reality, okay? Okay. So, apparently – Despite all of the things that we've set up to now, there are some men who are so vain and so concerned about how maybe they get droopy, little uh, little wizened balls. They feel they need to do something about that. They inject the Botox in there. Now, I don't know. I can only imagine what this does to fertility. It must completely ruin it. So you could only do this. First of all, I think it's for very old men who've given up on the idea of of having kids or of, of producing any extra testosterone in the natural sense. I don't know. I, I just I can't imagine that Botox straight into testicles does anything good for you. Um, and how exactly would like plump them up and whether that's important, you really are weighing up. It's like these uh, – have you seen these, these, these emergency – well, they're not emergencies, but they're operations, cosmetic surgery operations where they change the color of people's eyes? Yes. Yes, sis. Now, and I'm just like people – And half the people end up blind, hey? Yes, people people love death. It's like the same people that go out and do BBLs, the most dangerous procedure out there, and they die. Some it's, of them don't make it out to life just bad. because you want a what a bigger it's, bunda. It's, oh wow, it's so guys, no, it's so bad. But the but imagine operating on your eyes now. I ha ha ha. Don't mess with vision. You know, uh, even Canton said last year he was having problems with his one eye. And uh, and Rena was having problems with her one eye, and I was like, I just get, I get uh, very uncomfortable around eye operations, needles in eyes, that kind of shit that makes me miserable. And I'm very sensitive about the idea of losing my sight for some reason. It's still a thing that I have to overcome. I, mean, I hope I never have to, but I've got a major problem in my head about losing my eyesight because to me. The world is a beautiful place and you have to be able to take in most of it through your eyes. And mm-hmm. the idea of not being able to do that would be worse than hell, a fate worse than hell for me. So when I hear about people who are willing just to have a change in the color of their eyes, to go in for an operation where someone will cut and they'll uh, – it's just – it's crazy. What for for appearance – Police. That's where contact. And probably no one noticed. And exactly, you can get contact if you really want to be uncomfortable all the time and itchy. Just put in contact. Like, but rather you'll be able to see. Yes. Right? Jesus. Uh, like, people are just – the extreme lengths that people go to to just um, That's mad. change themselves. Yeah. But back to this scrotum thing. The yeah. only people that I think could possibly use this is like people in the like porn industry. Yeah, That's it. no one else is looking. No one like, else is looking. The, right? Everybody else, I'm mm. just like, why would you care that much? Well, Belladonna says younger looking scrotums, yay. <laughs> so there are people. Uh, Tabo says if they look like raisins hanging from a tree, you got to do it. Carrie seems to think it's the guys who 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 are in the gym the whole time. Maybe because they take yeah. what uh, um, steroids, so that messes yeah. up everything, right? 
Justice Lissilo says, uh, nobody cares about balls, but we all care about breasts. We do also, also love a chicken breast. Yeah, he's mixing up a whole lot of ideas there, but yes. Yeah, um, I don't know. If you want your meatballs to look like rolled up socks, get some scrotox. <laughs> is that the new slogan? <laughs> I think, no, I think, JP, the point is to, to make them look less like rolled up socks. Um, and then like what happens after because with Botox you go back you know for like oh my god no, right? no, it's not a once-off <laughs> procedure so what what happens like after six months you're just like mm, need to go back for a bit of a oh uh, no Louis oh, no. says this is frightening uh, my wife look, works for a local private hospital apparently the needle they use during a scrotox operation is about 500 millile- millimeters long so that's No, no, 500 millimeters is half a meter. Mm, that's long. No, man, that's bullshit. You, you're not paying attention, Louis. There's no way. <laughs> half a meter is like this. That is very long. What the hell do you need a needle like that for to get into the, the bollocks? You need a needle that long. Come on. Talk nonsense. Anyway, I'd rather lose my hearing than my eyesight, says Migs. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and, and I love music, so it would be very difficult. Plus, I couldn't do what I'm doing here, but I would still rather lose sound than sight. Gray uh, says, I had a cornea transplant due to medical reasons in 2007 in my one eye, and it was not the best experience. I can't begin to imagine changing the color. Big no. Right? Yeah, like, that's so mm, unnecessary. Just... Like, you know, we always talk about, like, these beauty standards that are so unrealistic and we blame media, but sometimes it's self-inflicted. It's 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 one of those, I'm like, why would you wake up one day and just be like, I want to change the color of my eyes. And, I don't want to be uh, brown anymore. I want to have hazel eyes. Like, no, why? Look who we've got who's also not a fan of News 24 for kind of obvious reasons, but Angela Agritzi's in the comments this morning. Wow. Uh, yeah, how's it, Mr. Agritzi? Uh, a whistleblower? <laughs> <laughs> well known to South Africa. says... What is the difference between News 24 and uh, Greek yogurt? Yogurt has a culture in it, he says. Ah, beautiful. Um, 500 centimeters. No, he said millimeters, Carl. Here's Literally, the comment. Listen, double M's. The, the- you, you know what? Here's the, here's the original comment from Louis, Carl. He says 500 millimeters long. Yes, that's so, yes. centimeters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 500 centimeters, he says, is a, is a half a meter. Thousand centimeters, so five hundred millimeters. What is smaller than that? What is five hundred millimeters? No, dude. Five hundred millimeters is fifty centimeters, which is half a meter. Yes, I'm going to so, stand by what I said. So five hundred millimeters. Yes, I yes. just went to Google. Yes. Equ- half equates a meter. to fifty centimeters. Right, which is half a meter. And then I'm going to put that. Don't make me question myself. I'm already un- <laughs> I'm uncomfortable about numbers uh, in general on the show because we our maths is crap. Okay, oh, so it's zero point five meters. Yes, which is half a meter. There we go. Oh. See, we even went to Google. All right, yeah. Carl says, yeah, I fucked up. Sorry. Good. No. Uh. Good. <laughs> right. Lovely lady niece says, is that the real Agritzi? Yes, it is. He's been a listener since we interviewed him. Yes, yes, Which yes. happens. I mean, we got a lot of uh, famous people who listen to us every morning. That's why you got to behave yourself in the comment section. Yeah, not just say things, hey? Yeah, exactly. Oh, 100, Seni, 100 like a century, Carl, you dumbass. So now everybody's climbing onto Carl. Okay, leave him alone. We all make mistakes. <laughs> it's early in the morning, all right? Some people haven't had their first coffee yet. Mm-hmm. So, talking about balls. 
Mm-hmm. So apparently, uh, famous dog. Uh, well, I don't know how famous, but uh, Jemima Goldsmith, who used to be Jemima Khan, married mm-hmm. to Imran Khan from Pakistan. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, she's Ben Goldsmith, who I interviewed not so long ago about uh, his new book. His sister. Uh-huh. So Jemima has a dog called Brian. Okay. <laughs> That's a very interesting name. Uh, Like many dogs, Brian has been fixed, but he was not fixed in a traditional way. Instead, he used to lick his balls so much that he got a tear in the balls and had to be taken for an emergency orchidectomy, which is a testicle chop. Don't try to lick. (laughs) Don't try to lick your balls. From getting Botox to licking. <laughs> that is too much. That is too much. But yeah, more of the story don't lick your balls, or else they're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You needn't. This is stuff you needed to hear this morning, ladies and gentlemen, about balls. There's a lot of balls in the show this morning. Clint <sighs> from the Val says Speaking of legacy media, did you see the backlash ENCA received for calling Drickus Duplessis' comments on the ANC controversial? Well, I'm sick of this label controversial being pushed around, and I've had it applied to me a lot of times, sometimes to my advantage, but mostly not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what controversial is? Controversial is a label that boring people use to describe people who actually have opinions and who have something to stand for, who care about something, who attach meaning to things, who are not just vapid consumers in the world. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind it anymore. I used to be sensitive about it, but this is just a perfect example, Clint, of like some very average media platform that's always trying to kind of walk the middle road and trying to seem like they're objective about things, but actually kind of people can see through it from a you know quite a distance away. And what Drick has said, whether that is controversial or not, I don't know because uh, these days I think everybody's of the opinion the ANC is corrupt. I have yet to meet a South African, and I'm talking about the guys who are at the uh, the garage, mm-hmm. who help you put petrol in your car, Uber drivers, people who are security guards, mm-hmm. people who are packing bags in the shops, billionaires. Everybody has the same opinion that the ANC are corrupt. I mean, I don't know how you cannot have that opinion anymore. So, yes, shows you how out of touch they are that they still think that's controversial. Yeah. Because it's really not. But also, isn't it controversial when you say something that the masses don't agree with? So if if correct the most majority of people think ANC is not corrupt, correct. and you're saying they yeah. are corrupt, that right. is controversial. As opposed to he's saying what we're all thinking. You know, <laughs> like right. we, we're all thinking it. We're all like, we're hurtful. We need to vote this year. We need to get them out. Right. Like that's not a new conversation. Therefore, that's not controversial. I totally am with you. Oh, so, are they going to do the typical thing because he's white and he said well, it? Well, that's is, it. Is, is, uh, that's, is that what makes it controversial? And, 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 and that's also like just people are sick of that stuff, right? And yeah, he did speak yeah. – uh, Clint says he spoke facts. Well, also because he's a sportsman, what he's meant to be as bland as all the other sportsmen. And he's, he's – Oh, a, not in his industry. He's a fighter. In fact, no, part <laughs> of having a personality is that you got to say some things. Yes, he right? has to speak smack about oh. all his – Opponents, and so he's created some sort of way right. of being well, able to speak up listen, for himself. Mm. Uh, Patrick's jumping like ten steps ahead. Calm down, Patrick. He says if one attracts, uh, sorry, attacks Drickus on those comments, it shows that we're not a free country. No, whoa, no, that's not. Mm. We can criticize, and this is how you know you're in a free country. I can say right now that I think Cyril is a turd or whatever, 
And people can get upset about it. Yes. But they can't stop me. The government can't come here and shut us down because I've said something about the president. Yes. Otherwise, Pumi and I on a Thursday would be shut down. Oh, you I mean, guys I, would be banned. It would be illegal. P- Pumi, Pumi has said not a nice thing about Cyril for like the last two years. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's not longer. a fan. <laughs> so she would be shut down. She'd be pushed out of media. She'd be shut, you know, canceled, all that kind of crap. But we're allowed to say these things, which proves that we are, in fact, despite all of our problems, mm-hmm. we are in a free country. Oh, yes. And the fact that our, our, our champion at UFC, Drikas Stuplessy, can go ahead, say what he wants about this government, again proves, because he landed here yesterday, no one went to arrest him. Yes. People were there in their throngs to welcome him. Yes. Hello, Butte. Yeah, people were very, very excited to see him again, rightly so. Yes. So, you know what? We live in a free country, regardless of how they try, because politicians will always try to stop you from criticizing them. Yeah, that's the issue. They have very thin skins. They will make laws. They will make you uncomfortable. It's it's because, A, uh, he said things that a whole lot of people agree with. Yes. And therefore that resonates better with us than anything the politicians have said mm-hmm. for months, mm-hmm. years, perhaps forever. The other thing is, as Simpiwe points out, that it's because he's a white dude and you know, this is a problem because we've even discovered this when we go out and ask white people what they think of politics at the yeah. moment. They're like, I'd, I'd rather not say. You're like, come on. What, have you had your backbone pulled out through your asshole? Why, why don't you have an opinion? Mm-hmm. You think you're not allowed to have an opinion because you're white? Yeah. Stupid. You are definitely allowed to have an opinion. Yes. And I think the thing is it's, it's going back to the word controversial. Yeah. Is it a controversial opinion? No. If you think something sucks and everybody else thinks it sucks, it's not controversial. Yeah, correct. <laughs> That's it. And even if it is, don't be afraid of it. Like what's the worst that can happen? You know, have an argument with some people you don't know on Twitter? Well, that could – I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, but people, are so, people are so we, – we've, we've got no – capacity for risk anymore. This is why we don't have brilliant leaders because people are always asking, where are the leaders? Where are the leaders? Like, well, they're all over. They've just lost their chutzpah. Yeah. They've lost their ability to have a discussion or an argument. Everybody's so shit scared of being on the wrong side of an argument, they don't even enter the argument. And then quietly, in their own private spaces, they're like, you know, I really don't think the ANC is doing a good job. You're like, oh, really, huh? Really? You know what I do for a living? Do you want to say that a bit louder? And they're like, no, it's fine. No, for sure. (laughs) Hey, Ben, we were just talking about uh, your success and your win last week. And uh, here you are on on the camera early morning. Thank you for at least... uh, you know, washing your face before you came to see you us know, this he's morning. honoring us with his presence. Like, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, are you still basking in the glory of your win uh, in the presence of Gary Player last week? Gosh, this is not a flattering light. I look about 107 this morning. Yeah, you don't look yeah, great. Yeah, of course, Gareth. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you natural light, but I worked no. so hard yesterday. Did you? I um, so I didn't get didn't get much sleep. Yeah, I'm I'm filming. I'm doing like a new content series. So it meant I spent an entire day just following people around rugby, and mm. um, pretty pretty tired today. Pretty tired today. But I'll tell you more about that as the thing develops because I think it could be the greatest story that I've ever been able to like tell. Jesus, um, that's amazing. It's a really fast. Wow. Really, fasc- really fascinating day around what actual grassroots rugby looks like and Ooh, huh. how you develop talent in this country. And yeah, I've, I've met real people, 
not like ANC showboaters who don't do anything. Um, and I'll always support Drickus and what he said. But yes, I am still basking in that, that the glory, but I've, sure. I've taken it up a step. Oh. I've got five weeks. To, I've got five weeks to prepare my body and mind to become the world champion. So I obviously taking it hugely seriously. I'm not going to have a lot of time to play actual rounds between now and then, unfortunately. But I'm just like I'm. I'm working out like Rocky for this thing because I'm not going to be the dum, best golfer, but I'll dum, definitely dum, be like dum. the fittest, strongest golfer on that week. So people are going to come from around the world thinking they're just going to come golf, and I'm I'm there to win. I'm there to fight. Ben, I to, I love you know, that. I think that's bring it. That's that's everything epic you say because, now is serious. I mean, listen. Even if you are just 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 in inverted commas the strongest, right? I mean, like that's a great thing to be because it put puts you in a position where you could just win based on that. Just absolute display dominance, prep. Gareth. You yeah, know, that's good prep. That's pretty much how you, that's pretty much how you go about these things. Do the unconventional. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. So you could be world champion. That could be bloody amazing. You must put that on your strap line then, uh, part of your CV going forward, right? Forever. So so in, in actual golfing circles a while ago, when golf got back into the Rio Olympics, everyone was like, Ugh, what, why should golf be here? We've got like mm. fat drunks basically walking around with athletes. Like John and Daly. It wasn't, well, John Daly said, oh, fortunately, is kind of past that. And I'm looking at a guy standing in his underwear staring at me. That is odd. <laughs> no scratching balls. That was right on, right on cue. The little, uh, the little tip of the old uh, penis at the, at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, there's, there's his girlfriend. Uh, I they've noticed me. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, That's uh, I'm, uh, what I'm a horrible at, view. I'm staying, at, I'm staying at my brother's apartment in Cape Town, and I'm obviously to get the natural lights, I'm staring at another building. And, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, That's very yeah, Cape Town, people <laughs> showing their penises to each other. <laughs> It's like, but it was like that was the longest five seconds of my life staring at that guy who's staring at me. You know, it's not it's like you looked away. <laughs> well, I mean, he caught my eyeline. I just couldn't miss it. So, I, I, as I was saying about the, the like golf at the Olympics. So, yes, like golfers went there because they wanted to become Olympians, which I think is almost like stolen valor. Because mm. I think to be an Olympian, you've, you've got to be in like a proper athlete. And no disrespect to like clay pigeon shooting, ballroom dancing. Sure. Say, sailors or whatever else gets you into the Olympics, but like you've got to run or throw or hit something really fucking hard. By the way, and, um, um, I, I met a, I met a guy the other day. Who I'm, I'm going to get on the show at some point. He is the he's in the top forty fastest people on earth, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually an incredible like select category. He he's a hundred meter sprinter, originally from South Africa. He now runs for New Zealand. Sure. But my God, okay. is this guy fast? He can do, he can get up to, I think it's 38, 39, 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Which is. Is he, for, is, is, is he a what guy? He's a what? He's a what? He's is from, he? uh, yeah, he's, he's originally from the Cape. Uh, but That's amazing. more so, impressive because. Yeah. That's uh, uh, even more impressive because us, us Watts don't really have as much fast twitch muscle. It's That's right. How it works. That's right. I mean, it's usually yeah. the Kenyans who win these things. But uh, I did think no, it was it's, pretty it's, cool. It's, sorry, I, I, sorry, Gareth. I have to, I have to correct you. There. I can't let that go. Kenyans win the long distance. They're not sprinters. Okay, sorry. Quite right. So it's a, it's just Usain Bolt and then a bunch of also rands. He's from um, Jamaica, isn't he? He's Jamaican. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this guy is is super super fast, and I mean, again, your whole life is 
is geared around what you eat, where, how you train. You can't train too much because then you get very heavy. You can't train too little. You're not strong enough. You know, you got to be yeah. uh, somewhere in that Goldilocks zone. And it's just, I think it's an awesome thing to be one of the, even if it was in the top thousand, like fastest people on earth is a fantastic thing to be able to say. And if you're in the top uh, amateur golfers in the world, that's a bloody amazing thing to be able to say. I think it's cool. Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm making this point terribly, obviously, with all my distractions and segues. But um, basically, Justin Rose won the Olympics golfing gold medal in Rio. Okay, mm-hmm. and for many people, it was like, yeah, so what? But he took his gold medal everywhere, everywhere yes, for the right. next year. Like he would he would finish a golf tournament and then he'd put his medal on, even yes. though he like didn't win that tournament or even come close. And I thought there was something so cringe and so incredibly likable about that so i'm going to be that guy i mean i'm not i'm not one of the best amateur golfers in the world but by a view of like a loophole and an exclusive niche i'm playing a tournament with world status and that is not going to stand in my way of being a world champion just do it own it that is own it the mindset more people need and if people don't uh, if they don't like it uh, screw them they can enter next year and try their luck let's see how far they get you, you know that's that's it. You know, people that say that Drick has got lucky on the scores on the weekend. Okay, you go do that. You yep, go try beat right. him. I, I double, triple fucking dare you. Yeah. All right. So listen, uh, let's get into some sport because we uh, we don't want to waste any time here. We're already talking about sports, so it seems mm-hmm. apposite. Beyond the scoreboard with Ben Karpinski, it's powered by Superbets. What do you got for us? Well, we've got a huge weekend of football. There is a lot of crickets. Uh, we've got a smidgen of rugby. And then for good measure, we are wrapping up with the Aussie Open tennis because it is that weekend, right, where it all happens. Just to start with the tennis, because we currently have Djokovic on court. He's playing against that super skinny Italian guy. And that Italian guy, to his credit, he's come out of the blocks firing here. He's 6-1 up, 2-1 up in the second set. I don't know how this guy has ankles that actually work. I mean, he's about six foot eight, but he literally, he's got ankles like this. And tennis is a very back and forth, left and right kind of game. Does he have a name? Does he have a name? That Italian, that skinny Italian guy? Um, Yannick Sinner. And if you look at his name really, really quickly, you just see skinny. I mean, no, but like seriously, if, if you watch, if you turn on the Aussie Open right now and you're not entirely sure what day it is and you look at the circle, he's clumsy. He's like a newborn antelope. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, this must be a, this must be a first round game and, and Novak's there. Right. But this guy's good. And I think he's been on the cusp of like one really, really huge result. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could be it. So if you're watching sport right now live, then this could be a good game to watch. If your job isn't that boring, isn't that interesting on a Friday, sit in. Get, get into it. And then the other semifinal is going to be Medvedev versus Verev. And I like this Medvedev guy. He's he's Russian. He's had a bit of a rough run of things. Um, he likes to bait the crowd. You know, this is what's cool about tennis again. There are actually some characters. And it's not just about kids whose parents didn't really like them and forced them into an academy to become excellent. Yeah. There's actually people playing this and it's interesting. So that's something, something to really look forward to. And then on the women's side, we've got uh, Zing Wing Zhang. We'll take on Arena Sabalenka wait, wait. in the final. Who is Zing Wing Zhang? That sounds like a new thing on the KFC menu. Guys, let's not push it. You know, I don't know that much about tennis. And if you want to pry me past the pronunciation butchery, then I think you're going to get very little out of me. So that's, that is the ladies. I mean, you know me. Once Ons Berg gets knocked out, I sort of black out from women's tennis. 
<laughs> I can't do it all. Okay, fair so enough. So going, 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 going to the crickets, have either of you gone to a um, SA20 match yet? No, you know the answer for me. Not, why not, why not do you yet. hate yourselves? Why do you hate you? Like, come on, there's, there's nothing else that's that interesting in Johannesburg right now that you can't go to one of these games. Um, we'll take your word on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, unfortunately, Joburg Super Kings are the worst team right now. Every team has played six matches um, in the log, and the Joburg Super Kings have all of six points. So they're getting dicked by about pretty much anybody right now. The Paul Royals are the best team. They're doing really, really well. They're on 22 points. The Durban Super Giants are on 18. And the Sunrises Eastern Cape, who unfortunately lost last night, they're on 15. So those are your three major form teams right now. Mm-hmm. The Paul Royals, the top team, are going to be playing a doubleheader this weekend against the Durban Super Giants. So those like real clash of the Titans or Super Titans or Royal Titans, whatever you want for analogy wise. Yeah, right. So today, if you if you are in Paul, I mean the weather's been stinking hot down here for the last few days. It might be cooler today. And Paul's a great place on a Friday. Get a box wine in the car before ease into it. I mean, what a time to be alive out here in Paul. So 5.30 tonight. And then Saturday, Sunrise Eastern Cape will take on Mumbai Indians, Cape Town at 1.30. And Pretoria Capitals versus Joburg Super Kings. The trans Skate Derby in the T20 will be at 5.30. And then Sunday will be the return match. Durban Super Giants will host Paul Royals at 3.30. And again, if you go watch the cricket in Durban, then it's extra points because Durban's, Durban's not great. It's not no. great. Um, it's still a nice stadium to go to. Uh, it's yeah, good luck, and I, I salute you. Now, for, obviously, for the really rich cricket, <laughs> for the really rich cricket nations, they get Test match crickets and not just a couple of smidgens here and there. India versus England. Like, if you want to know you're rich in the world of cricket, you have a five Test match series, and that's exactly what these guys have got. It's basically like everyone's on shitty deck chairs on the beach and you have your own cabana that is what these guys have and mm-hmm. they are flaunting it and they're going to be there for a very long time so india are well they're doing well they currently whipping uh, england england with 246 all out in the first uh, innings yesterday and india cruising at 15742 um mm-hmm. and if you really like what's going on here you can watch these oaks all the way through to march because as i say it's a five match test series oh it sounds so good i'm i'm seldom jealous in life but it would be so nice if my nation meant enough that you could play five test matches, not one and a half with a dodgy pitch. Anyway, that is a slight rant which had no real meaning in the greater context of things. Let's move on to rugby. Now, these oaks are finally getting a bit of a break. You know, like rugby is generally a winter sport. In the professional era, it's just right. a sport. So yeah. these, guys, these guys have sacrificed their Decembers. They've sacrificed conventional holiday time. They play right through. And then finally, they get like a slight two-week window right now. But first, the Bulls will take on the Lions at 3 o'clock tomorrow in the URC. And then basically, the other teams will be back on February the 16th. So Valentine's week. Nice break. And then the Vestic Champions Cup will come back in April. So, I mean, it's good because these Oaks are definitely playing themselves into the ground. The big thing to look out for this weekend will be in the football with AFCON and the FA Cup. Now, Bafana are through to the last 16 in AFCON. They'll play on Tuesday. They're taking on Morocco, who won their their Group F. Now, I mean, again, like I want to be really excitable about this, but, you know, we beat Namibia. We beat Namibia, Namibia. can't even say properly. We've been in Namibia 4-0. Great. <laughs> awesome. And then drew 0-0 to Tunisia, who finished bottom of the group. So, you know, Bufana taketh with the one hand and they sort of giveth with the other. Or is that double, double taketh? I, I don't know what the analogy is, but <laughs> Bufana will play on Tuesday. 
tomorrow we've got Angola versus Namibia at seven and Nigeria versus Cameroon at ten. Now, if you're on super bets and you want to have a bit of a play around this, right. a lot of these games have been quite boring draws. Generally, when you get into knockout football, the stakes get higher. Mm-hmm. Um, people maybe take less risks. They sort of get more defensive. They sort of shell up a little bit. This BMT that certain teams shall have. Um, but I think if you really are looking for a play and you're really uncertain of a result, play for some draws. So even if it goes into extra time and penalties and the team wins, you always bet on the 90-minute outcome. So have a dabble on a few draws in AFCON when you're on Super Bets this weekend. I think it'll be prudent. It won't be exciting because these hooks will be cancelling each other out. But I think if you want to play, which is obviously our game here, then have a bash at that. And then we've got FA Cup. Um, the Premier League gets back this coming Tuesday, but FA Cup fourth round right now. So we've got Chelsea versus Aston Villa, Spurs versus Man City. Those will be your two massive Premier League games. And then we get into the sort of more also rants slash Cinderella stories, as they call them. Uh, Sunday, we've got Liverpool versus Norwich, Newport County, a- AFC versus Man United also on Sunday. And then Blackburn will take on Wrexham, Ryan Reynolds' team on Monday. So again, you know, have a bit of a dabble. Play some multipliers or super bets this weekend over the over the rugby. If you like a bit of live action, SA20. And of course, England capitulating in the heat against India. It's a nice, balanced sporting weekend. And to, just to go back to the live results, that skinny Italian oak is still beating Djokovic. <laughs> but hey, Djokovic, Djokovic, the greatest of all time, right? He's plotting yeah. his way back here. Yeah, of and course. That looks, that looks, the, and that Italian's ankles are going to snap at some stage. I don't want to call it, but also I won't be surprised. Uh, so you can short people when you when you bet as well, can't you? I mean, you can actually like bet against people. Well, you bet against people. I think shorting no. isn't quite the term because shorting is more in the financial trading yes, no, but, kind of thing. But I mean, is, like, for example, what Carl's talking about, he says, by how many goals will Bafana lose to Morocco? I say three. So he's going to back Morocco in the bets. That's what he's going to do. So yeah, you 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 find um, you find the market where Morocco are superior. Yeah, right. That's okay, it. so Ben, uh, you you mentioned that you're on this project where you're talking to rugby players, and uh, you you were explaining what you were doing yesterday. So just give us a little bit of insight into that. Might be interesting for us. Yeah, um, I'll unpack it as I go. But for the last five years, um, I've been creating a, a series called the One Quit Crew for Ryobi, which is my sort of major client and people mm-hmm. I love a lot. I love them because they actually like backing stories. You know, you get a lot right. of companies that say, I want to be in sports. Who can I sponsor? And we've taken a slightly different route and telling these stories that are very unconventional. Like um, I met a guy in Cape Town probably about eight years ago. It's, it's a guy called Murray and he was running like a development system where he was basically getting kids from Kailicha and surrounding areas into rugby. So it wasn't like a, I going to do a little clinic and then we'll wrap it up and see how it goes. Everyone gets a cap and a t-shirt. The Soak was trying to find a way how you can get kids into a different way of life through rugby. Right. And ten, so he's now been doing this for 10 years. And he now has kids that started at like 12, just catching a ball, now playing professional rugby. I mean, there's Oaks overseas. There's guys currently in the Stormers squad. He is the actual tangible blueprint of what development sport looks like. So I've really wanted to tell this guy's story because everyone pays lip service to the stuff. Everyone is like yeah. semi-committal. Everyone ticks a box. This Oak has dedicated so much of his life to it. And fascinating dude. Um, he now has like, uh, he's got a performance academy within Bosman's Dam High School. So I was there yesterday. I even worked out in the gym with some of the kids. 
and um, seeing people who ordinarily, I mean, we all know what bad areas in this country look like, right? Mm -hmm. We all know the hardships of township life in this country. Right. You have no chance, not just, not just no chance of becoming something. A lot of the time you have no chance of actually leaving there. And this guy has placed people into schools around the Cape, um, you know, from like your sort of more basic blue collar kind of school all the way through to like private schools. He's given these kids opportunities. And I want to know what the, I want to know what he did. I want to know what his plan was. I want to know what the timelines were. Um, and within that, he's also got professional players who are giving back and coaching within his structures. Right. Um, you know, I was at this. I was at this rugby club yesterday in Para, which I didn't know existed. I mean, it's club rugby. I don't know much about it. They've had, I think, 24 different Springboks over the years and such mm. incredible heritage. But, I mean, every neighborhood and, and region in this country changes and it's gone downhill. Like, they've been battling relegation for the last seven years in the Super League. And they used to be the best. I mean, they had guys like Donnie Herber and Tion Strauss playing back in the day. Like, they had big names. And now what this guy Murray's done is, is that he's connected his talent with the existing club. And now they've got a club team as well. So they've got high school teams. Now they've got a club academy team. And so, the circus just is so selfless, but at the same time, he's just so impactful and smart about what he does. And The reason, know, I, like, the reason it, I brought this up, because uh, I just wanted to know who the hell this is. This is a, a painting or <laughs> something. And you put, this, you put this on your Instagram and I'm like, who who decided Sorry, this? Who decided who decided this this painting was worth looking at? It reminds me of that statue of Cristiano Ronaldo that everybody hates it so much. That is uh, not Cristiano I mean, Ronaldo. That yeah, is yeah. horrible. <laughs> okay, but, but that that sculpture is like this painting. Now, who's this meant to be, Ben? Okay, so I'll give whoever's watching live on the mm -hmm. screen like twenty seconds to have their own guess here. So this guy, um, so so the red there is obviously of the club, and that they, they changed their jersey to full red after being inspired by the British and Irish Lions. This player here, he represented both South Af South Africa and Australia, um, and it's his name such is Tion Strauss. It's a horrible painting, though. I mean, he can't be happy about that. <laughs> All right, so there we go. If you if you're watching the show, then this is why you have to like and subscribe. So uh, go along, do that yes. right now for us. Otherwise, we will not we will not let you see these these amazing things on a weekly basis. I mean, Tion Strauss, semi blackface and abstract oh, art looks, is something that everyone wild. needed this morning. It's a great picture. Has some people? Wouldn't you hang that up in your house? Oh hell no! I don't want nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's, pa like, it's painted on the wall, I think. <laughs> you have to. Be, it's so bad. You have to take the entire stadium. You can't just not. It's I, painted onto the wall. I hope that that uh, artist doesn't do any more commissions because it's really just very unflattering. It's giving Rasta vibes, <laughs> like it's terrible. It's, it's, it looks like an evil voodoo doll. All right, so uh, a couple of other things that are on the agenda for this morning, and I, I think this is something that comes up so often. It's a news story about. Men's self-image. All right, so let's talk about this for a second because you've brought it up a couple of times before. Male body image issues and the elements around comparison. And we were talking about scrotox. I don't know if you heard that earlier on this morning, Ben. No. Scrotox. Oh, I, I'm guessing that's tightening of the scrotum. Correct. So they put actual Botox into people's testicles, which cannot be good for you on Maybe any... the guy that uh, Ben saw this morning, Ooh. he might need it. Yes, yes. <laughs> As you said that, I looked up thinking maybe that's why he gave it a scratch because it was a bit lower than usual. So, needless to say, needless to say that they've, they've both gone away. His girlfriend came out slightly and then she's gone away again. Maybe they've gone for a run. Okay, well, let's, we could only hope. Um, 
but scrotox aside, what are these stories around body image issues in men? Because it's this used to be a, ex- exclusively the province of women. Let's be yes. fair. Males, males might might have yeah. had. We might have thought, uh, you know, I'm not as, uh, as 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 thin. I'm not as strong. I'm not as lithe. I'm not as fast. All these things. But guys didn't really stand in front of the mirror and cry because they were comparing themselves to their friends. Now clearly that's changing. Is that is that a is that a terrible thing or am I just missing the point? No, I think it's a terrible thing that's become so normalized that people just think that like, oh well, that's just what it is. Yeah. I think even on this week on Instagram, Gareth, you were talking about how testosterone levels are the lowest they've yes. been since well, so so long. Yeah, yeah. And this no, story the, goes the hand actual, in hand with the, the actual story is that a seventy year old man uh, forty years ago had more testosterone than the average twenty something guy now. That's scary. That's what it was. Yeah, sure. frightening number. So, so I, I, I tell you what I find interesting about the story right now is that I think for in a lot of circles, people are, are going about it in the entirely wrong way to remedy it so with all things when everyone becomes a victim and everyone must be our oh, shame the, like the, the response to yeah. this is people must be more compassionate about what the, how people look people must be more understanding about ailments that kind of stuff and i think that's the biggest load of horseshit so there's no doubt that there's a problem like what you just said there is hugely scary my dad is 70 71 right. yeah to, to think that to think that average guys are on that sort of level of testosterone from 40 years ago like that's that's not even like that that's really like it's, it's really alarming and what people are doing is that they're just going well this is where i am so how do we acclimatize to where we am rather than saying shit we need to get back to where we were and i think that's what people always go about this the wrong way so screw your comp- compassion and like saying oh shame you know you've got a tough job or oh shame you've got a lot of stress it's like okay how do you fight the stress or oh, I can't afford to go to the gym. Okay, but like then cancel Netflix and like Pornhub or whatever else that you spend any money on. Mm. People got to prioritize these things properly rather than just normalizing the fact that they're sad and 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 like down looking. Because no one's suddenly going to wave a magic wand and say, "Oh, okay, so that, this is actually fine for you now." Well, I think it's also part of this um, this feminization of men, which is no it's no fault of women, by the way. This is men have allowed this to happen to them which is not women's fault. It's the weakness of those particular men that needs to be addressed here. And, and, I don't, Absolutely. and I don't bring it up as a weakness in respect of women because if women weren't compassionate and empathetic, they'd be horrific. And I'm thrilled that most women, most well-balanced and, and, and kind and considerate women I've met in my life are compassionate and empathetic. But there's, there's something kind of simpering and sad about a man who's too much like that. You don't want... I mean, there's nothing wrong with it being a guy who understands and who can empathize, but my God, it's been taken to extraordinary levels now to the point where maybe it's got to do with those testosterone being, uh, levels being lowered, but it could also just be that men have decided in, in, in parts of the first world anyway to become these uh, watered-down versions of themselves in the hopes of attracting women who are having to level up in like aggression and and. and confrontational uh, characteristics in order to meet them. And I, I just don't see how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. So Simpiwe, you agree? Be- before you try, yeah, I mean, like before you chime in here, Pierre, with the authoritative view on the subject, I just want to say how difficult it must be for women in so many different ways, right? You've now got to compete in the, in the job 
sector, you've got to now be more masculine than men because they've dropped off so hugely. Mm-hmm. You want to win in sport and some oak with a mm-hmm. cock rocks up and beats you. It's quite tough. And I think a lot yeah. of the time, you know, just to try counter this argument here, that my own argument is that guys go onto social media and they think, fuck, look at these oaks with the bulging muscles and all these kind of things. Maybe that actually makes them go into their shell even more. But you've got to be useful. And that being useful is being strong. That's what it really comes down to for this kind of stuff. And I think people must not not let all these other little things just trip them up. Yeah. What do you say? I, I definitely agree with you guys. I think for me um, and my viewpoint on it is that it just, it's okay to be a bit sensitive, a bit of uh, of a guy who's like in his feelings, but when it gets like all the time and that Ugh. gets a bit too much, Ugh. that's when the issue arises. And that's what I always say to my friends that it's okay for a guy to cry now and again, you know, I'm not trying to see a guy cry every day. Um, and I think because women have kind of created the society of like, oh my gosh, I need to express myself and my feelings. You know, you also need to express yourself that we haven't really looked into how men express themselves and what's the best way for them to express themselves. And that's the issue. And that's what's happening now is that now you're having a lot of yeah, feminine men and then women are like, well, I'm going to be tough. And then there's no balance. You know, we're never meeting each other, um, you know, at the same place because I'm always going to come in and be like, well, I want a man stronger, bigger than me. And uh, that's not what I'm going to get. I'm just going to get another Simpiwe. So, <laughs> and I don't want that. Simpiwe, Simpiwe, I need to interject there. I think the, the issue here is more physical than mental. So rather than emotion, uh, I think no. we're talking more like... But it starts it's, there. So, so you, you're right, Ben. Yeah, but, yeah, but, sure, listen, but, I, but listen to the story, all right? So I'll just read the headline of this. Despite evidence showing body image issues are on the rise in men, there's a distinct lack of awareness about the problem. Support cannot simply be transplanted from women to men because body image concerns tend to differ according to gender. For women, body image issues arise from the pressure to conform to the thin ideal, while for men, many feel pressure to be muscular, look mean, uh, lean, or, or athletic. So I think that what they're trying to do is treat a masculine problem, and this is where Simpi was right, with feminine solutions. Mm-hmm. Not going to yeah. work. Not going to no. work. You, we don't want to sit. No guy. If a guy has major, let's say uh, some dude has massive body image issues, right? Like massive ones. Not uh, where we take the piss out of each other because maybe you're a bit fat or whatever. Yeah. But major issues, the last thing that guy's going to need is to sit down with a shrink and talk about it. Or sit down with That's his wife all. or girlfriend and talk about it. Oh my God, no, like, no. You see? No, for God's sake. Yeah, That's going to make him worse, right, I ben? think that that is literally how you cement a problem. I think so many times that we feel that our problems are unique when they're very, very not. The moment you treat them like that, then it becomes your identity. And then you don't come back from that. And then you put a few years onto that, and now you've got scar tissue of being a bitch. Yeah. I mean, that is really, right. I think, it's it's... it's it's how it breaks down. And you can't tell me that you go online and go, oh, I feel so pressured by how great these guys look. Firstly, a lot of those people are on steroids, so don't take it too seriously. But secondly, start trying to get that direction. Don't tell me now that there's a there's a social pressure on me. Bullshit. Yeah, but you like, see, the, the, pressure. the easiest way to solve these problems for some people, because this is what society is feeding them the whole time, is A, to sit and complain about it and go into victim which is the worst thing you can do because, as you say, it becomes bitch scar tissue after a while. Second thing that society pushes on you is medical interventions like, oh, you need a pill or you need to to take this uh, supplement or they're trying to give you a quick fix solution that isn't there. And the third thing is that they want you to sit 
and talk to other people, which is it may be a great way for you to deal with psychological issues or for women to deal with all kinds of issues, yes. but it isn't always the best solution for a guy. Sometimes a guy has to go and chop wood or he has to go and fix something with his hands or he has to climb a wall or he has to do lift heavy things. This is sometimes the best way for a man to solve his problems. That is so simple, but we're being offered feminized solutions to masculine problems. <laughs> so just to, just to give you a tiny example, I know I went on a massive tangent earlier by describing this video series that I'm making, but there was an actual case in the school that I was at yesterday where yeah. Yeah, sort of petty violence started like popping up. A lot more scuffles amongst the young boys and those kind of things. And Which happens. Because the, because, the, because, the, because the rugby department was sort of having less funding. There was less money to get these kids playing sports. So what were they doing? They were fighting with each other. You need an outlet all the time as a guy. And if you suppress that or you take that away from someone, you are going to end up with either violence or like the, the other side of just becoming simpy and really useless. Like you've got to have the thing, like you say, go chop wood, go lift a weight, go for a run, do those kind of things. Yeah. And then it's not so difficult. When people keep saying, oh, it's so difficult, it literally is the human equivalent of just putting your hazards on and sitting in the fast lane going, my hazards are on, I, I, I can't go anywhere. Okay, listen, we've got to take a break. When we come back, I've got to tell you about Julio Iglesias, who you know I think is fantastic. He's an example of a real man. We'll talk about him, though, in a second or two because it sounds like he's got some diva antics behind the scenes, which are not so good. <laughs> also, Rod Stewart keeps um, causing trouble on the West End during theater productions, yeah. which is also worth exploring. And so much more, including uh, Ben. You ask the question, and it's unanswered as far as I can tell. How is Big Brother still a show? All of that and more coming up in the next little bit. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday, motherfuckers. Cliffcentral.com.